You're listening to Dialed In, a National Club Golfer podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of Dialed In, National Club Golfer's weekly look at the best bets on the PGA and European tours. Please remember if you are having a gamble this week to do so responsibly. And before we get into this week's top tips, let me introduce NCG's form expert, Barry Plummer. Welcome, Barry. Hi, Steve. Um, give me an idea, Barry, of how you found the RBC heritage, just looking back, and obviously that epic playoff on the European tour. Yeah, I mean, the RBC is one of the tournaments, as we mentioned last time, which I always enjoy watching. And I think actually it was great to see Stuart Sink coming back and playing some amazing golf as a former champ. And uh, the golf course didn't disappoint. There were some really top players up there in contention. Obviously, we got a couple of players in the places, which is great with Fitzpatrick and Connors. So a nice little return, bit of profit for the week. Uh, you can never grumble at. And then the, the Austrian Open, I mean, the playoff was was more tense than anything I've watched in a while, I think, because uh, I think most people were really willing Kiefer over the line with the fact he hadn't won a European Tour title yet and um, you know you could see how disappointed he was when, when Catlin managed to win it on the fifth playoff hole um, but you know that, that victory will come for him because he played some fantastic golf and I'm sure um, you know it won't be too long before he's challenging again. Just shows how exciting doesn't it um, head-to-head golf is in these playoffs because Kiefer looked like he had the upper hand pretty much throughout. Yeah absolutely and at the the event as it went through and Catlin was just sticking around, you could tell with that pedigree he had from winning those events last year that that, that was going to become a problem for, for Kiefer. And actually, when, when Catlin was uh, getting close to that birdie on the 18th, uh, which could have taken it sort of outright, really, before the playoff had happened, you felt that he was given a number of chances, Kiefer. And unfortunately, when it's not your day, you just have to ride it off as that experience. And I'm sure he'll be pleased with the race to the buy points. I would have liked to have seen a bit more drama at Harbour Town. It's the kind of course that rewards, you know, that kind of situation. But Stuart Sink bossed it really, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, some of the, the you know the, the up and coming younger players tried to give him a real go. I mean, Morikawa was up there close uh, right up until the end. Obviously, they have a brilliant um, Sunday, uh, and there were players pushing him all the way. But you know, Sink looked just in full control. You know, the the pro that he is, he's got so much experience, and obviously with his son on the bag, obviously felt. Um, very comfortable in his surroundings and you know it's one of those where um, Stuart Sink may not win again for a while but that victory will keep him going for uh, a little bit longer. Um, Let's look ahead then to this week on the PGA Tour, a different week at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, teams. Yeah I always like an alternate format event, Uh, I enjoyed the match play a few weeks ago and obviously this one's always an interesting one to watch as well because we get to see the players you know team up play together and, and, and the format of the uh, alternate shots and the four ball, it, it, it makes it very interesting to see how that dynamic works for certain teams and obviously there's some interesting partnerships this week. Yeah, John Rahm and Ryan Palmer, deadly um, defending champions I think from last year, so yeah. they naturally head the market at 15-2. to two. We've got some nice combinations, Jean- Xander Schofle and uh, Patrick Cantlay might uh, pull a few of you in at 8-1. to one. Bubba Watson, Scotty Scheffler, Finau and Cameron Champ. I mean, battle of the big hitters there. They could take a course apart if they can combine. I mean, when you've looked at this week, uh, which of the sort of pairings excites you the most? 
I think when you initially look at the pairings, it's difficult to look past Cantlay and Schofler, isn't it? I think you can you can almost write off Cantlay's performance at the Masters. It was really, you know, not like him to to put that sort of really poor performance in. And, and I think you can write that off as a, a bit of a bad experience. And he will come back. His form and numbers over the last few months has just been, you know, second to none, really. And, and Schofler, again, with a brilliant um, closing round, although slightly disappointing for him at the Masters, I think it will be one of those partnerships which should be there or thereabouts at the end. Um, maybe not the value you'd want out of uh, that sort of selection, but there's definitely some value a little bit further down. Yeah, TPC Louisiana, just give us a lowdown on the course. What will these players be facing? Yeah, so TPC Louisiana, it's been um, the host course for a little while now. I think the players are, are looking, as it's a traditional peak die course, you know, they're going to have to make sure they shape the ball well. They're going to have to make sure they avoid the water in the strategically placed bunkers. They're going to have to make sure that they're you know, all around game is is solid, but especially around the greens, which is why I've picked one of these particular pairs this week. Well, let's get into them then. You've uh, picked a trio of pairs, if that's not confusing <laughs> for people. So who is your first pairing to hit the heights this week? So I've gone for the all-Australian pairing first off is Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman. I think both players are just in brilliant form. Both had really solid rounds at Augusta um, last time out well, last time out for Leishman Smith played last week at the RBC Heritage opened up with a ridiculous I think it was a 62 or a 63 on on the opening round and you know looked like he could be well on his way to securing a PGA Tour win um, he's he's going to be there or thereabouts in a lot of tournaments this year and beyond because he's such a, a quality player um, and I think playing with his compatriot and, and having that opportunity to um, use the experience, I suppose, of Leishman as well. Um, that will be beneficial for the pair of them. I mean, both players are really solid around the greens. Uh, Cameron Smith first strokes gained around the green in the last three months. Uh, Mark Leishman sixth for strokes gained putting in the last uh, three months. So you know, around around the greens and on the greens, they're going to be uh, there or thereabouts. And you know, they're two players who, who could quite easily dominate this competition. Interesting that I highlighted Bubba, Bubba Watson and Scott Scheffler because you picked them. Yeah, again, I've, I've looked at the pairing as a bit of a, a master and the apprentice uh, sort of scenario whereby obviously Bubba Watson's got years of experience, especially at TPC Louisiana. He's won there already, actually, when it was back in its original format as a singles event. I think it was 2011. Um, and he's had a fifth place finish in the new format where they're playing in pairs. So he's got experience all round, uh, likes TPC Louisiana. And we know when Bubba gets on a course that he likes, you know, he can be really dangerous. And then on the other hand, you've got Scotty Scheffler, who, although doesn't have any experience at the course in PGA Tour events, he does have, you know, ridiculously good figures for the last three months. Strokes gained total, he ranks 15th. Um, you know, he's been close in the Dell match play. Uh, he likes these sort of alternate formats events. And I think actually the, the two combined, again, there's going to be so much that Scheffler will learn from Watson and so much that Scheffler will provide to assist Watson in potentially getting another PGA Tour win. Yeah, your final pick's an intriguing one. You've gone for a couple of old-timers in relative terms, but a proven Ryder Cup pairing. Yeah, I mean, this is just a nostalgia pick for me, really. I think, uh, you know, if you look at their numbers and their figures over the last sort of six months to a year, you might you may want to swerve them a little bit. But, but actually, when you look at the fact that they both had quite solid rounds at Augusta, obviously Justin Rose more so, um, that, that gives you a little bit of an indication of, of coming back into a little bit of form. Uh, Justin Rose has got some good format. Um, at TPC Louisiana and actually when you think about the fact that they've played together uh, for you know the, in the Ryder Cup but also they played against each other in the 
2016 Olympic final uh, for the gold medal match. You know, the, these guys get on well. They've, they've got a good relationship. And I think that can go a long way when, when players like that are relaxed on a course that they know playing golf um, in an event which could suit them. Yeah. I think there's, there's definitely a chance that they could come back and get the win. Yeah, the pairing we're talking about there, of course, Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson. Are you worried a, a bit about the form of the latter? I know there's been some inklings recently, but I mean, he, he won't like me saying this, but the Swede's been in pretty desperate shape for a while now. Yeah, I, and yeah, really desperate, actually. I mean, when you looked at the prices for the Masters and you were seeing on, on the exchanges, sometimes looking at getting a 1,000 to 1 on Henrik Stenson, you know, you're thinking something's gone seriously wrong here. Um, but actually, he's just had no sort of form. There's been events where he's missed the cut by, you know, double digits, amounts of shots. And I think actually, you know, that, that round at Augusta might have just given him a little bit of a boost. He's obviously quite good friends and, and in with a lot of the European lads, Tyrrell Hatton and Ian Poulter, and they've got on social media quite a, a good relationship and rapport. So I think Justin Rose probably fits into that as well. And, you know, when, um, when you put the two together, that may just be the relaxing factor that he needs to get back to some sort of form. Let's move on to the European Tour, the Gran Canaria Open at the Melanaris Golf Club. I hope I've uh, pronounced that right. Um, tell us a little bit about, about this course. I mean, obviously, we're going to have a little bit of an extended stay in, in and around the uh, Iberian Peninsula for a bit. So just give us an idea of how this will work out for the players. Yeah, so with this being the inaugural event, there's very little uh, in terms of, of course form or course information, really, to that standard. What we do know is it's a resort-style track. It's really short. I mean, they, they advertise it around 6,500 yards, but I imagine it will play slightly longer uh, for the competition. Uh, it's, it's treeless, ultimately, you know, very minimal rough, uh, plays hard and fast. So it's going to suit the players who, um, who are on the top of their game. And actually, I think if we can get to a point where, um, you know, the players are out, that are out there are, are shooting, shooting birdies early doors, I think actually we could see a very, very low score win this event. You've got a principal pick here, uh, one player that you particularly like. Yeah, so this week for me it's uh, Antoine Rosner, um, 15 to 1 I believe. He's one of those players who um, has played really well recently but also gone over and had a brief stint on the PGA Tour when he played in the WGC Dell match play. Um, he had a shock victory over Bryson DeChambeau um, and back on the European Tour this week has been on, you know, in, in brilliant form. Uh, on that tour where in the last few events he's not finished outside the top 26 obviously one last time out on the European tour at the Qatar Masters um, you know winning back to back on the European tour is, is not easy but when you put a little bit of a break in there and a, a brief spell over in the US uh, there's no reason why he couldn't come back as tournament favourite and, and show this relatively I mean, it's not a weak field, but the, a lot of the players are missing and he may well be able to capitalise on that. Yeah, we're going to talk about one more player in Gran Canaria as well. The Bullet um, is always someone who attracts attention because um, he's a very colourful character, Marcus Armitage. But he's got some game as well and he's available at 50-1. to 1. Why do you like him? Yeah, I watched a bit of the Austrian Open this week and uh, he, he played really well. Late surge on Sunday got him into the competition. Um, and, you know, he's one of those players who once he gets hot, he can, he can become quite streaky and... We've seen him uh, play well on a similar resort-style course when he played at the Aphrodite Hills um, for the back-to-back -back events in Cyprus at the end of 2020, uh, where he finished in the top 15 in both events and actually at one point was very close to looking like he was going to win one of them, uh, bar a really, really bad uh, final hole uh, where he shot over the green and, and struggled to get up and down for a double bogey. But I think actually from, from uh, the position he's been in the last two events, both events, um, really strong finishes fourth and, and another top 10 finish I believe I think he um, represents great value at 50 to 1 for someone who wants an each way bet 
and regular listeners will know that we always ask you for your best bet from the two events, Bazza's Banker. So who is it this week? So this week for my Bazza's Banker, I'm going to go for the pair of Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman. I think that they just offer so many positives in an event where, uh, you know, being in a partnership that you uh, can really sort of thrive in is going to be important. And I think actually with them being compatriots and uh, both being in good form, they're going to show good value for their price. Well, there you go, everybody. That's uh, Barry Plummer's tips for this week. Uh, please remember, again, that if you are going to have a bet this week to gamble responsibly. Barry, uh, pleasure as always. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Steve. And don't forget, you can see all of Barry's tips, both from the Zurich Classic of New Orleans and the Grand Canaria Open, uh, by clicking onto our website at nationalclubgolfer.com. Thanks for joining us on Dialed In. We'll see you again next week.